Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for being here today, for spending this time together. For me, it's been kind of just a fun day. It's starting to feel a little bit like fall here. This morning was actually kind of chilly after we've still been having hot summer weather. And it's just kind of made me want to curl up with a cup of tea all day. And uh, my three-year-old and I spent a long time just snuggling and reading books. And it just feels nice to feel cozy. So whatever the weather is like where you are, I hope that you are enjoying the day, choosing to find joy in some of those little moments and big things. Whether you're going through a hard season and you really have to look for those little bits of joy or things are going really well and it's kind of all around you and easy to see, I hope that you are able to do that today. So jumping into today's episode, totally completely different than that intro. I just wanted to talk about that, share that anyway. Jumping into today's episode, I've just been thinking a lot about this idea lately. We've been doing this for a while, me with the kids. Um, I don't even know what to title this episode. We'll see when I finish talking if a great title comes to me. But this thing that we have been doing a lot lately is whenever we're about to go somewhere, be it the grocery store or a friend's backyard or a park or someone's house we've been I've been trying to talk with them in the car and just kind of remind them like how are we gonna act in the grocery store and I'm sure you've seen this idea other places but before we go to the store kind of reminding them is it gonna be okay if you guys are running around in the grocery store oh no it's not okay is it gonna be okay if you walk and stay right next to me with the cart Yes, you're right, it absolutely is. Is it going to be okay to grab everything off the shelf? Yeah, you're right, that's not a good idea. Is it going to be okay if you help me put things into the cart? Maybe I take them off the shelf and you put them in. Yeah, that would be so helpful. Just kind of talking through some practical, actual, what does good grocery store behavior look like? Uh, And this really came out of sometimes where I did not do this and we had some really rough grocery store visits where I thought, man, I should have just left my stuff and left the store because it did not go well. This is not perfect. Of course, we still have some times where we do some prep and then it's still rough, but it does help. I've noticed times I don't 
doesn't go so well. And then times I do, it goes a lot better. And one of the things I like to try to do with them is kind of have something that we're going to hopefully do afterwards. And I don't frame it as a reward. If you're good in the store, then I'll take you to the park. But more like, you know, if we're at the grocery store and you guys are really listening and really helping me, that's going to help me have enough energy that after the store, we could maybe stop at a park or when we get home, we could have a dance party together or whatever thing your kids enjoy and is practical and reasonable for you to do after the grocery store. But something that they can look forward to, whether it's right after the store or later in the day. And I I really like to frame it as this, like, if you know, if you're not listening in the store and I have to keep reminding you, I have to keep saying, please stop pushing each other, please stop grabbing everything off the shelf, that's going to use up a ton of my energy. And I'm really not going to have much energy left. I'm going to need to just sit and rest after the store. And I don't think we'll be able to go to the park or have the dance party or whatever it is. I've noticed for us, this really helps framing it in terms of if you're helping me, I have more energy and we can do more fun things. If you're making my life really difficult, maybe don't say it exactly that way, but if you're making my life really difficult... And I have to use up all my energy just helping you remember how to behave in a store or at wherever you're going. Then I'm not going to have energy for doing these fun things. I think that really helps our kids feel empowered that their actions matter and their actions contribute to what we get to do as a family. If you guys are helping, we can do more cool, awesome, fun stuff as a family. And I think they really my children at least really thrive on that. Maybe, hopefully, yours will too. So that's kind of one side of what I wanted to talk about is this preparing them like for what's acceptable behavior at the places where we're going. Maybe it's not the grocery store. Maybe it's you're going in a place where there's fragile things and you really need to talk through with them about how to keep their hands in their pockets or whatever it is, you know, walk down the of this aisle full of glass things don't walk near the sides that's kind of one half of what I wanted to talk about today is this kind of preparing them for just like behavior what's appropriate behavior wherever you're going then the other thing we've really been trying to do a lot with our kids in the car on the way to wherever is to talk to them about I wonder when we get to this play date or when we get to this person's house or when we get to wherever we're going, I wonder what's a way that we could show love when we're there and kind of getting them involved in this conversation. Again, it is not every time that we're in the car that we do this. Some of the time it's hurry up. Why didn't you guys get in the car faster? You know, nobody's perfect time. Don't do this well all the time, but it's something I'm working on talking with them before we go somewhere And helping them try to think through, how could you show love? Oh yeah, at this play date, maybe you could offer to let your friend go down the slide at the park before you. Or maybe you could uh, share one of our backyard toys with these friends when they come over. That's a way that you could show love. Maybe you could look for some kids at the park who don't have someone to play with and ask them if they want to join in your game of tag whatever it looks like 
but talking with them about, I wonder how we could all show love when we get there. And if they're up for it, giving them a chance to say, oh, I know, I have an idea. I could do this or I could do that. And I'll be honest and say that some of the times we do this, we get to wherever we're going and my kids are kind and loving. And I think, yes, that was awesome. Other times we talk about how we can show love when we go to the park to meet our friends and there's pushing or there's not being kind or whatever kind of thing. So it doesn't mean that they're always going to perfectly be loving and kind whenever we get where we're going. But I also see this kind of a more long-term view of this that I'm going to still keep trying to remember to talk to them about this when we go places, even if I know, well, they might not actually show love, they might not actually be kind this time when we go somewhere, because my long-term goal with this is helping them to start having this pattern of thought for themselves, that, you know, I've asked them by the time they're adults hundreds of times over the years in our car or wherever going to someplace I wonder how we could show love when we're there or I wonder how we could show love when these people come to our house my goal and my hope uh, is that someday they're gonna be adults driving to somewhere thinking, okay, when I get there, how can I show love? Maybe it won't be a super conscious thought to them, maybe it will, but this idea of kind of training our brains, training our thoughts to how can I show love when I'm there? You know, when Jesus talks about, someone asks him the most important commandment and he says to love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and the second is like this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so if we want our kids to be growing up in this way, if we want them to be following Jesus, then things they should often be thinking about would be, how can I love God in this situation? How can I love other people in this situation? So this question, yes, it makes my trips to the park or my trips to the grocery store a little easier because my kids are kind and loving and there's not so many fights to break up. Again, not all the time are they kind and loving, but sometimes also is this idea of helping them begin to develop these thought patterns. Uh, Another verse that I think is super relevant to this is that Proverbs 22 6, start children off the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it. So much of what we as adults do subconsciously is based on how we grew up and things that we learned as children. This is something that my parents did an excellent job of. My mom was always, always loving someone. She was on this service committee we had at church cooking food for funerals or lots and lots of different ways that she was serving and loving. She encouraged us to kind of befriend some elderly people at our church. Like I had a friend named Dorothy who I used to go and visit, I want to say once a week, every couple weeks. She couldn't leave her house a lot, so I would go to her home and just sit and visit and talk with her. And I know that my mom encouraged me to do that. That was a way that she encouraged me to look for ways to show love. And I benefited a ton from those conversations as well. As a young person, you can learn so much by talking to someone who's lived a lot of life. 
But coming back to that, my mom set this amazing example for us about looking for ways to show love. And that's something I really want to pass on to my kids as well, so that when they are adults, they'll be on the lookout for how can I show love to someone. This also reminds me of an article I don't know if it's an article, a book, something. I don't remember who it was from. But way back, way back when I was in college, that makes me sound super old. When I was in college, uh, reading this somewhere from someone talking about, hey, if you're feeling nervous about going to an event, going to a party with friends, going to some meeting of some sort, some social situation in college, but talking about instead of going there and feeling left out and lonely because no one's talking to you, no one's being friendly, you go into that event, you go into that party, that meeting, that whatever, looking for who's off alone by themselves with no one to talk to them and they might just need a friend. You go into that place not thinking about what if no one's kind to me, but you go into that place looking for how can I be welcoming and friendly to someone else who needs it? And it totally turns things around. And there have been times you know, now as an adult and back then where I was nervous going into a new situation, a new social setting. And the times that I remembered this idea of going there looking for, okay, I need to look for who's alone and might need a friend. Who looks lonely, who looks sad, who looks like they are just having a rough day and needs someone to just show them some love, it totally changed my experience rather than feeling like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm worried, what if no one talks to me, what if no one's kind to me, I'm left out. Completely flipped that on its head so that I was going into the situation looking for how can I make a difference, how can I help someone here today. And so that is really what I want for my kids as well and that's why we have been doing these talks before we go places yes about behavior at the grocery store at you know places with fragile things which I try to avoid in general with my two very energetic young men but also this idea of when we go somewhere when someone comes over when we're around other people looking for how can we be the ones to bring light? How can we bring the ones to show love? Thinking about some kind of practical ways to start including this, if this is something you would like to incorporate into your family life, um, I think really getting the kids excited and involved in this can be super helpful. So doing things like if you're home with your kids during the day or you get home before your husband or you're the one picking them up from daycare whatever that looks like to say hey when daddy gets home or when we get home to see daddy what can we do to show him love just even keeping it within your own family or saying oh man it looks like your sister's really been having a rough day what could we do to show her some love I think that's kind of a good easy-ish place to start because your kids probably do want to show love to daddy, to you, to grandparents, to siblings. Well, they might be feeling mad at their siblings, so that's that's hit or miss. But within your own family is a great place to start. Then when you're going to meet up with friends who you know well, or when friends are coming, you know, to play in your backyard or whatever, 
this is another good time to talk about it. One thing that I haven't done but I think could help to kind of trigger this as a reminder is to make yourself a little card that you put in your car, kind of somewhere where you're going to see it, just a little note card that says like, how can we show love or whatever phrase you want to put on there to help you remember when you see that, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about this with my kids. Or maybe it's by your front door so you see it as you're walking out. Maybe it's by your front door so you see it as you're walking in because sometimes coming home at the end of a long day or a long whatever, that's a good time when we need to be reminded Okay, let's think about how we can show love. Another idea that you could do with this to kind of help get in this habit is to ask an older kid, if you have older children, to have the job of reminding everyone to talk about this before you go somewhere. I really wish I had a good like name for this kind of conversation, but I, I don't know, a showing love talk or something. But if you have a child who's old enough and especially if you have a kid who likes to be in charge of things, this is a really good thing you could do. Sit them down and say, hey, this is something we really want to work on as a family. Could you be the person in charge of reminding us when we get in the car to go somewhere to have us all talk about how we can show love when we get there? So those are just a few practical ideas to get you started. Maybe you have others. That would be great if you have other ideas as well. To just start working on this habit and this mindset of talking with your kids before you go somewhere. One, about, you know, behavior when you're at a place because I, it really does help smooth things along. And another, about showing love. How can we show love when we go to this place or when we see these people? I hope this episode was encouraging and uplifting and inspires you to have these kind of talks with your kids and make some change in your family. Uh, if it does, if you start to implement this, I would love to hear from you. You can just shoot me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com just letting me know how you've incorporated this in your life or a story of a time you did this and it went really well or a story of a time you did this and it didn't go so well and how you're hoping that long term this makes a difference in your family's life. Uh, thanks for being here today, friends. If you enjoyed this episode, would you just take a minute and share it with a friend? Post it somewhere, text it to someone, just tell someone when you see them in person, whatever that looks like, but that just helps more moms to hear these types of messages and be encouraged and supported. Thanks for being here, friends.